Hello and welcome to Core Values, the very first episode for the 23-24 school year. I'm your host, Greg Spencer, and alongside me, as always, is Superintendent of Schools, Chuck Perry. Chuck, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you. We have two awesome guests with us here today. We've got Jeff Martin, our Campus Security Director. Jeff, good to see you. Good seeing you. And we've got Amanda Snyder, Associate Director of Athletics. Good to see you as well. Great to see you. Thank you. So, Jeff, before we dive into the important stuff, uh, this isn't on my script, but I, I want to just ask you if you've noticed an increase in your social media followers this this year, back to school. <laughs> I, I definitely have. I've gotten a lot of comments from yeah. your video. Well, you did an outstanding job. <laughs> I like when when we decided to cast you. If you if you guys haven't seen that, I know you guys have, but if you're watching and you haven't seen. Jeff as Dwight Schrute in the BAHS or the Broken Arrow version of The Office. You need to find that on YouTube. It's pretty pretty good. It's awesome. So, so good. So tell us a little bit. We'll start with you, Jeff. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your current position within the district. Well, I'm currently the campus security coordinator for Broken Arrow Schools, as you had mentioned. Uh, I'm a retired veteran of the Broken Arrow Police Department. I did uh, just short of 36 years with the Broken Arrow Police Department. Uh, I retired as a sergeant, and I was a sergeant there for about 31 of those 36 years. Uh, prior to that, I was a uh, military police uh, for three years. So my whole background and my entire life basically has been in law enforcement. Yeah. During the time that uh, I have been on the police department on the side, as an off-duty officer, I was coordinating security for Broken Arrow School athletic events. Eventually, the school district had decided that they wanted to have security full-time, so I uh, coordinated off-duty police officers to be security officers for Broken Arrow Schools. And then how did that kind of come into the full-time role? Well, uh, when I retired from the police department, uh, I was let uh, Mr. Blackburn and know that uh, I was uh, retiring at that time, and uh, he was asking, well, what do we do about security? And I said, well, you can hire me full time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, they, they took a look at it yeah. and, and said yes. But uh, the thing that we went to is uh, changing the whole concept of yeah. security. Uh, we had great off-duty Broken Arrow officers that have had mm -hmm. lifelong mm -hmm. relationships with kids and staff but we wanted to see what we could do with having somebody there every single day. Yeah. The officers were doing this on their off time, so they would give us one, maybe two days out of the week that they would be able to work. That changed to having full-time security officers, and they are there every single day. So they're able to build those relationships a little bit quicker, a uh, little bit longer lasting with some of that. And there's a continuity then of what the staff and the students are seeing with those officers. And Greg, if I could add in there, Broken Arrow is so blessed to have somebody like Jeff Martin at the helm of our security. I mean, his expertise, his background, um, it, it, is, it is something that he is thinking of things that, as educators, we weren't trained in, and he's been very proactive over um, the years that he's been in this position, and he's always looking out for anything to get better with our safety and security and uh, leads a great team and, and really highlighting what he said. He's here to keep our campuses safe uh, from anybody that would want to do harm um, to our staff, students, but at the same time, they're doing a great job of building relationships with 
students, and that has shown through research to be uh, a great tool in preventing things from happening on a campus that um, students have a trusted adult that they can go share information with. And I just really appreciate you, Jeff, of all you've done and uh, what you do. It makes me uh, feel better that we have somebody like you at that position. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Amanda, tell us a little bit about, you know, you've been in Broken Arrow for a few years now, you know, right. talk a little bit about your background, but also kind of talk a little bit about what you do on Friday nights, because you play an absolutely huge integral role on, on what we do on Friday nights. Well, prior to coming to VA, this is my fourth year. I was just a head coach. Um, coaching's my background, uh, my passion. I love kids, love working with families. And so this was such an honor to be able to come here to Broken Arrow and work alongside some of the greatest people I know. Um, game day, you know, in and of itself is, is when you come to a broken arrow game, I've never experienced anything like it. It's, it's unbelievable. It's fun. It's, there's action. Obviously our student athletes are performing and, um, band and spirit. Um, we have activations on the field. So there's a lot of, um, numerous components, um, all of which, you know, in light of recent situations, you, you go back to your value and you go back to your legal duties, which is safety. And that is something that we are always considering um, when we're putting on such an event. But, you know, now more than ever, it's having us look inside even deeper and to go, okay, what can we do to ensure that our families, our our community, um, patrons, people that have long time come to these games? Now, what are we doing to really make sure that we're taking extra precautions? And we still want it to be fun. We still want our kids to feel safe and that they want to go to the games. So, you know, I think that's our job as um, directors and principals and and police officers. And we just have a, a duty now to ensure that our kids are safe and mm-hmm. that it's fun. And if you think about it, uh, I really like what you said about the community coming together on right. Friday night. Um, you know, some of the big ball games, I know it's, it's just, just a high school football game, but we have 10,000 plus yeah, people it's a, there. It's the exactly. annual largest gathering in the community very often. No yes. doubt. And to coordinate all of that. I mean, if you want to get worn out, just watch her on a Friday night, all that she's <laughs> doing, making sure things run smoothly. And, uh, it's, and there's a lot of work that goes involved. It doesn't just happen by accident. So, Jeff, you talked a little bit about some of the changes in the past decade, you know, bo- both you being here and just in general. But dive into that a little bit more and then talk to some of us about the, the, the challenges that administrators face, you know, not only across the district, but across the nation that maybe they haven't dealt with in the past. OK, yeah, it's it. There has been a lot of changes. And again, going from having off duty officers working security to having full time security officers. I, I've got a great team of people working with me. I've got several people that I work with at the police department that after retirement, they are working as security officers here. I've got a great number of people that have worked in hospital settings and other school settings, uh, college and high school, that are doing the same thing here. And they just bring a passion to it that has been really good. They have bought in 100% on the idea that if you can build relationships with the kids, build relationships with the staff, Things will go smoother. You can find yeah. out things that you wouldn't have known before. And that's honestly that's something that I've noticed when I've when I've been in school. And, and you know, I know Nathan Pittman. I did his video last year. He was yes. our uh, Beyond and Above winner out at Baffa, a security guard there. And yes. and one of the things we talked about in the video was just the relationships he builds with kids. And I see that out of a lot of people. Yeah. And that's and that's just an important part with it. 
the the school board, Mr. Perry, and the uh, cabinet have been fantastic because we went from having originally having six security officers, including myself, we've more than doubled in size. That we have the personnel, we have vehicles, we have the equipment uh, to do what we need to do to provide a safe environment for again the staff and the students, and it, again the context then that we have with the parents when they come in, they get a chance to see how engaging and approachable that the security officers are. That gives a rise to the kids then that they can come up to and speak to the officers. They don't have much of a choice yeah. because the officers are always <laughs> out there yes. joking right. with them right. and playing with them and, and getting them to know that, hey, this is a safe place. You can learn here. And you can engage with people and have relationships. Can can you talk on the more serious side? Obviously, Cleet certified uh, all of our officers, but the partnership with our city on the training that you all receive. It has always been fantastic. From the very beginning, the Broken Arrow Police Department uh, has made available their training center for us to do uh, different uh, activities uh, between besides our. Uh, twice a year qualifications that we do with our firearms, that they also uh, go through active shooter training with us, building search training. Uh, they have made themselves available, uh, and it's a, uh, it's a works both ways. We mm-hmm. provide facilities for them to be mm-hmm. able to do some of that training in. So this gives them the ability to be in the real environment that they would be to in if they had to respond mm-hmm. to a, mm-hmm. a serious incident. Mm-hmm. So it's been very good in that regards. They, uh, without hesitation, make themselves available. And the expertise that they have there is, is beyond compare. Uh, it helps having relationships of having been there so long. And the people that I have that have also been there, it helps smooth the way. It gives that ability so that the officers, that when they respond, they know what they're getting with the security officers at Broken Arrow. They yeah. know what they're receiving, mm-hmm. that they've received some of the same training that those officers have had. Good. So there's several big initiatives that, that we're pushing in terms of safety and security this year. Let's talk a little bit about this. Both of you guys can have some input on this, but uh, you know, you got the investment in the campus security verse, you know, for student IDs is a big one. Uh, talk a little bit about the use of student IDs, specifically, a, you know, high school, BAF. I believe this, uh, the middle schools are doing this as well. Is that correct? Just, no? just, just the, high the high school, school but it goes for Vanguard, Vanguard options, early CHS, college time. Yeah. yeah, the the IDs are, are a real big thing. It's something that's very commonplace that uh, we are working to make sure that our students are uh, career and college and life ready and just a matter of life experience out there a lot of places that you work require you to have an ID badge right. they need to be able to know who you are in a short amount of time yeah. when you take a look at the size of the school district that we have it's easier for us to readily identify somebody as being supposed to be on campus or supposed to be in the area that they're at for us to be able to identify them so those identify IDs are great in that regard but we also recognize the fact that we need to make them used for more than just one person purpose other than just identification. Yeah. And that's exactly what we've done. We've made them where they need them for getting their meals, uh, checking books out of the library, getting into extracurricular events, those type of things, making that available. And it just gives a certain amount of accountability. And we're teaching them 
that they're accountable. Here's something that you need to have with you every single day when you go to school because when you go beyond school, you're going to need that in the workforce. You're going to need that at the college level. If you go to tech right now, you have to have it over at tech. It's just a common thing for them to realize this is a necessary item. And to be honest with you, I am out there. I am seeing the kids wearing them. There has not been the pushback that you would expect. We have included student leadership within the process of uh, rolling this out, and they wanted to see IDs. Mm -hmm. They wanted to ensure that a person can be seen that they need to be on this campus or allowed to be on this campus, and you don't have that, you know, with that quick identification. So they, they saw the need, and they embraced that themselves. Something you said earlier when you and I were just chatting on the side was about eye contact. And I loved um, at our first home game last week that, you know, there were a couple principals right at the entrance of our jungle student section. And I noticed they were making eye contact with every kid entering or exiting the student section. And I think that also just displays that, number one, we're there if something happens and you need to find an adult. Um, or number two, that we see you, you know, like you said, you're, you're identifying those um, kids that maybe need a little extra attention. Um, but I loved that they were there the entire game. And we still, you know, kids are still going to walk around and go get concessions, and that's okay. Absolutely. But, again, it's it's a layer of safety. Amanda, why don't you kind of use this opportunity to touch on some of the policies we have at athletic events right now? So one um, initiative that we're looking at for the next um, game and actually just for future games in general is a clear bag policy. Um, we feel that that will just be an extra layer that we can initiate um, for fans. It'll be easy, I hope, you know, giving them time to prepare for that. So we will put out um, more information about size and what's allowed, what's permitted. Um, obviously, if, you know, a parent comes with a child, you may have a, a diaper bag or if you have medical needs, we will consider those. But the clear bag policy will be implemented um, something else we're going to do is we're going to shut down our, our gates um, at the end of halftime. So there will be no entry after halftime. Will that be at all athletic events or most just are we specifically talking about football? Specifically football. Um, we are still kind of having some conversations yeah. about some other opportunities that we want to look into for games. But those are two of the biggest ones that we're going to be implementing. Um, you know, and students who leave the game may not be allowed back in. Um, adults, if they leave the game, same rules apply. You have to have your ticket to to re-enter. So, again, we're still having some ongoing conversations, and and I know there'll be some more initiatives coming up that we'll and, announce. And I think that's the balancing act that you mentioned earlier about you want it to be a positive, fun yes. Friday night. You want to feel uh, that high school pride, uh, yes, and spirit. But at the same time, the reality of what we're living in today. We've got to take the precautions and make it safe. So it's that balance that we don't want to go overboard. Right. But just all these decisions that are being made are, mm -hmm. I mean, just truly, purely out of uh, safety yeah. and to, to keep our staff and patrons and students safe. Well, and people should be pretty used to a clear right. bag policy. I, I mean, there's there's very few events, you know, major college athletics, pro events, concerts that, that don't have that this day and age. A lot of high schools already have it in yeah, place. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that recently as well. Um, Jeff, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the perimeter fence proposal at Broken Air High School that's part of the upcoming bond issue? Sure thing. Uh, the uh, perimeter fence that we're looking at putting up will mirror what we will be putting up around the Memorial Stadium. 
and it'll look the same. So aesthetically, it will look nice along with that, but it gives us an opportunity to do the same thing around the buildings at the high school campus itself. It'll connect those up as opposed to building a, a structure in between those open spaces that we have. We'll have a very nice-looking fence yeah. that goes in between. That will give a barrier, a, a defined area, so people know the inside from the outside. And those on the outside won't be able to just come in. They'll need to check in at locations that will be built uh, along with that and make sure that we have um, the people that belong on campus are supposed to be on campus. Mm-hmm. And that will make things nice. It also keeps those that are on campus, when they leave, they've got specific routes that they have to leave through yeah. to actually exit the campus. But these are no climb fences. Uh, they're utilized all over the place, and they do have a good look to them. Uh, we have experienced in the past and just recently uh, when at the Memorial Stadium where we have had uh, patrons wanting to regain entry and actually climbed over the chain link fence. And they're climbing a... Eight-foot chain-link fence to Which get over. so really dangerous. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. So this will provide an, an opportunity that they'll see that they can't make that over. Yeah. Uh, and it also creates that barrier that we try to have, another layer within a security. It's not just one thing that's done. It's multiple things that are done to provide that safe event. We've been very fortunate, you know, that that is that is a safe and secure district. Mm-hmm. We we have, you know, every school district of this size, there's going to be some incidents, and and we've been, you know, I've witnessed firsthand that when there has been some scares that maybe you've seen in the news that that we, you guys have handled them tremendously well, and then that gets covered as well. But obviously, the people watch the news, they see some of the things that that have going on, you know, been going on across, you know, not only the nation but the state, you know, if if. Let's, let's talk a little bit about if, if students or staff members feel unsafe, you know, what should they do? Find that trusted adult. Find that person that they have that relationship, that they can report something. It's extremely important for us that if they see or hear something, that they say something. That can help a long ways in stopping any bad things from happening. And they don't have to be afraid that, oh, what they heard or what they saw wasn't exactly what they perceived it to be. We would rather investigate and find out what is there. That's what we're there for. Allow us to go through that process. But if we don't know about it, then things can happen, and uh, it's just not a good uh, situation. If they can just see something, uh, say something about it. If you hear something, say something about it. Uh, It's just an environment that we're in now that everybody is talking the same Mm -hmm. thing. And that goes in all of life. That if there's something there, if you're going out shopping or if you're going any other place and you see something, report that to somebody because you may be saving somebody's life. You may be assisting somebody that's having a medical episode of some sort. It's important that you, as a, as a citizen of that community, take an active role because it takes the entire community. It cannot be done by just one person, one team of people. It has to be the community as a whole actively being involved. That's what keeps everybody safe. Well, along those lines, how can parents be a part of a solution? You know, my, Amanda and myself, we both have young ones in the district, and right. you guys have had kids come through the district as well. But talk a little bit about how parents can be a part of the solution. Have conversations with your students, with your, with your kids and that, about what they should do when they have something like this. Let them know that it's okay to speak to somebody. They can talk to the parent 
or they can contact a teacher, a staff member, somebody that they trust, whoever that may be, and be able to let them know what they've seen or what's going on. Uh, we do have a very active community, and they are very, they regularly contact the district, whether it be the school site itself, whether it be the education service center, they contact different members from those uh, particular entities, and they let them know if they like something, they don't like something. I recently have seen an email that came out that pointed out some things that are actually in the bond issue that we have and uh, that would improve safety and security. So people are willing to give that information. All I ask is that they do it in a constructive manner. Mm -hmm. We don't need to point fingers on, on anything. It's all of us trying to be together as a community to keep our kids and staff safe. And if you're, as a parent, if you're wondering about something about any of our policies, safety and security, um, please call your site principal and uh, ask them. Putting it out on social media um, really doesn't do any good. There's no really benefit to that at all. Mm -hmm. I would rather it get to a person that can actually uh, address it, investigate, and um, you know, correct some things. And we're always in a mode of trying to get better. And uh, you, you may see something that we can improve on. Uh, but, but please contact your, your, your principal. If you're not satisfied um, with something, we have steps that you can go hire with, uh, you know, to who they report to at the service center. So um, it's just, I love what you're saying of reach out and um, touch base and, yes. and mention it. Even if you're just thinking about it, mention it to us. Absolutely. Well, you know, we talk a lot about the positives, you know, in the district, in the community, on this podcast, every episode. And I think, uh, you know, this has been a kind of a different focus because of the topic and the nature of the topic. But I think it's important to, to, you know, kind of close things out and get some final thoughts from you guys that, you know, people come to Broken Arrow as a community and a district because it is a safe place. And, and we've, we've got people like Jeff here that have, have helped the school district in that, that manner. And, and it's just a great town to live in. Kind of give some final thoughts about, you know, what keeps Broken Arrow Public Schools and the community such a great place. Well, first and foremost, we're a growing district and a growing community, and that's a positive thing. We love it. Um, that allows us to have vision and plan for the future, to continue to be innovative. Um, but at the same time, as we grow, I don't want to lose that community family feeling we have in BA that's so unique that draws so many people here that keeps uh, graduates coming back. And we have so many um, graduates from BA teaching here in the district now. And I just, I think with that, it's, it's going to have to be communication and talking with uh, one another. And again, nobody, I don't have all the answers. Nobody has all the answers, but if we, we come together and share those things and not get too bureaucratic or too big a feeling that, that we stay close. I think that's going to be key as we, we move into the future. I think also, you know, keeping these events in perspective and, you know, it is difficult conversations that we have to have with our children as parents or as educators. And so I think keeping those lines of communication open, um, speak positively about your school district um, and, and like Mr. Perry said, communicate with us if there's something, you know, in athletics that we can do better for events. 
um, let us know because sometimes we don't see things that because we're not sitting in the stands or, you know, we're not part of the general crowd. But I think just having um, open communication is critical. And then also just finding ways to work together. And and, and something um, I know that you, you thought about touching on was um, parents just dropping their students off at games is not the best it's situation uh, either. Can you talk about that, sure. what we want from there? And I'll, I know probably you have some thoughts on that too, Officer Martin. Absolutely. But definitely that is one way parents can encourage safety is by attending the games with their children, um, with their kids being there, being present, knowing that you guys have a meeting point um, after the game, um, let them know where you're at. I think it's just it's another layer of safety that we we may be looking into ten thousand people there. Um, even a middle school student, it's it's just not a good idea. Chaotic to, can, be, it, it yes. can be chaotic up and there. We can't watch when you know a student leaves. Right. Um, you know if they couldn't get back in, and where do they go? And it, it's just better if you are there at games with your kids. And we yeah. would definitely encourage that. Uh, that is some of what we're looking at along with this of, of ensuring that we do have a parent or a guardian at a location because. We need to be able to get in contact with them. Uh, recently, with the massive heat that we've had, we've had a lot of heat-related type activity and the ambulances involved and, and that type of thing. So the ability to contact a parent if they're on site mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. makes things a whole lot easier mm-hmm. because they have to give permission for treatment for their their child and that type of thing. The emergency stuff is take care of the medical personnel. They'll take care of things from there. But whether they be transported and if they're going to be transported, what can be done? Those are important things. Also, if there's any activities that uh, we discourage having a parent there is paramount for us to be able to take care of things right away, that maybe that child doesn't have to be removed from the facility. Maybe they can just be sitting with the parent Mm -hmm. and still then enjoy what's going on. The parent can still enjoy and participate in what's going on. We want our students there. It's a safe place. It's a great place, positive thing, you know. We want the parents there too, yes, not right, only to, to be there for the reasons we've discussed, but you know, it's more fans in the stands. It's Support. supporting your community. Mm-hmm. Even when we travel to away games, I think yes. all of these stay in place. You know, as administrators, our yeah. job is to keep eyes on the students and, and our student athletes and families, and, and and it goes no matter where we're at. We're at. We're going to provide safety for right. Broken Arrow students like to thank you guys for joining us on core values be sure you're subscribing to the AeroVision podcast network on spotify youtube soundcloud and apple Podcasts. thank you guys for being here today and we will see you next time